Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a woman by the name of Sue Richardson, Publishing Director of The Right Book Company in Bristol, England. Sue enables change maker businesses and organizations to turn their knowledge and expertise into thought-provoking, practical, and business-boosting books. Sue is an award-winning non-fiction publisher, creator of the pocket-sized business book series, The Authority Guides, and founder and publishing director of The Right Book Company. Sue's strategic approach to book publishing empowers her authors to build credibility, profile, visibility, and respect, both as individuals and as brands. Sue is also a speaker with 20 years experience of sharing her knowledge with the business community and beyond. She is a fellow of the Professional Speaking Association. Sue, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you very much, Ian. It's lovely to be here. Great to hear your voice from across the pond. And uh, I, I must say, we have a bit of a UK series going on, folks. And so, again, welcome, Sue. I know you're busy. And I know our time difference is, is, is quite broad as well. So thank you on behalf of the listeners for agreeing to do this in your early evening time in the UK. Um, Sue, it, it, as, a public, as, as, a, as an author myself, I, I'm very intrigued uh, by your answers. Why should every business owner or leader consider writing a book for their business. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think every, every business owner needs to consider it because it's, well, there are so many reasons, Ian, but I think one of the things I want to say about it first is that it's a fantastic way to focus your mind on what it is that you know about, what it is that you're good at, what it is that you do for other people. Um, it's There's a, a wonderful conversation I had with a very, very brilliant author and, um, and speaker, a guy called Grant Leboff, who is a brilliant speaker on marketing. And he said to me, you know, I write books because it makes me better at what I do. And I thought that was brilliant. He said, you know, it, it, it really helps me to dig into what it is that I know, to keep up to date, to, uh, you know, to really focus my mind, to focus my, my energy on, on the specialist area that I'm in. And, and then, of course, to be able to put that out in the world and have your name on it is, is additionally great for any business owner's profile. I love what you said there, Sue, because I've had firsthand experience with exactly what you're talking about. Must have been close to 20 years ago when I wrote my first book and I sent it to my editor. And uh, I remember my editor saying, Ian, you write like you're presenting to people. You realize these people are reading these books one at a time. And I said, oh, that's a good point, Tom. Interesting. So he gave it back to me and I changed my presentation because the, the, the nomenclature he used, the, the narrative was better than what I was using. So focus your mind and get better at what it is you actually do. It actually helps to sharpen the value proposition of your offering, which yeah. is, is a wonderful thing. And I, I will say this, writing your first book is going to lead you to writing probably your second and third books because you, you want to continue to get better. I, I love what you're talking about. So out of all the content 
that you could create for your business, what makes a book so special, Sue? I don't think there's anything quite like a book for helping you to really reach a very wide audience. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there are ways that books can get out in the world. If you're published in a way where you have wide distribution, you can have global distribution. You can even have, you know, some of our authors, we've sold the rights to their books, you know, in Japan, in Vietnam, in all, I mean, all over the world, literally. We're just doing a deal in Lithuania. We, we've even sold a book in Ukraine recently, which is a wonderful thing to be able for an author to be able to share their knowledge, their expertise, and their name. So reach, I would say, is one of the most important things. But, you know, there's another thing that really, um, I think, makes a book very, very special. And that is not very many people do it, Ian. I mean, you've been brilliant. You've written a number of books and, and good for you. You know, you've, you've got a great story to tell and you've, you've gone out there and you've done it, which is brilliant. You would be surprised how few people actually write books. I know there are a lot of books out there, but there's lots of room for books. You know, we're hungry for that information and that content. So while anyone can do a great LinkedIn post, and I'm not decrying that at all, I think it's fabulous, and blogging is great, podcasting is great. All of these things are really huge and really important, but there's something special about a book. And it's this kind of, this product, this lovely package of you in a, in a, in a paper back or a hardback or in a lovely product that makes, even if people don't read your book, when they know you're a published author, they'll think more of you. It's incredible. So yeah, lots of things to say about why books are particularly special. They're tangible, they're solid, they're great products, and people will love you because you've written one. I, I, I completely adore what you said. Um, first of all, to summarize a little bit, it, it, it helps you reach a very wide audience. In fact, global reach with some of the examples you cited, Sue, and that global reach is not just your book. It's what your book's about, your impact, your story, maybe your business offerings. Um, so it is a wonderful seed to plant and spread across the world. Uh, and, and I also like what you talked about with few actually do it. So uh, for those of us brave enough to do it, um, it, there's wonderful reward and payoff for it. And it does create credibility. I know uh, my ambition when I wrote my first book, I had started to recruit uh, an agency model of, of people representing my services in different parts of the world. And I thought, hey, this will be brilliant. We'll get, I'll write a book. I'll give my agents copies of the book and they can use it as credibility builders in the field. And it worked charmingly. It worked wonderfully. Um, I, I, I mean, what I sell, 10,000 copies in Canada, I guess that's a, a, a top seller, but uh, I, I had no ambition to be Stephen King. So I, I, I used it for the purposes you're talking about, Sue, and I, I'm, I'm proven evidence that it has that lasting impact. And you're right. There's nothing more special about being on someone's bookshelf next to their, their other books. That lasts forever. So talk about leaving a legacy, uh, a wonderful, wonderful way to do things. So how do you decide 
who your target audience is for your blog suit. Like there's got to be some some thinking, some strategy, some planning before you start putting pen to paper. Oh, for sure. And, you know, we're very strategic, as as you said in, in uh, the introduction there. You know, I have quite a strategic approach always to these things. And I think, obviously, you need to think about your why first. You need to kind of really understand, dig into what it is you want your book to achieve for you. But the second path of that coin, in a way, the other side of that coin is is the who. You know, it's like, who is your target audience? Who do you need to influence? Who do you need to reach? Who do you, um, who are you looking? I suppose it's a mixture of perhaps, you know, which doors are you looking to open? Because a book is a great door opener. So if you write your book for the people behind those doors you want to get through, what a great way to get through the doors because you're knocking on the door and you've got a reason to knock on the door, which is, hey, listen, I've got something specially for you. So sometimes people say to me, you know, I say, oh, you know, what's your, who's your book for? And they say, oh, well, it, anybody would really get, you know, this would be such a good book for anybody to read. And I say, well, you have to be careful. It's like that whole thing with any kind of marketing activity. If you, if you are... Writing something for everybody, it's likely you'll end up writing for nobody. And the truth is, you if the more niche you can be, the better. So if your business is it has a very niche market, don't be afraid to write for that market. Some of the most successful books, and when I say successful, I'm not talking about huge book sales because that's just a tiny piece of the of the picture. What really is powerful about a book is when it creates that that door opening opportunity, that profile building, that reach that we're talking about for you. And if you can do that within your market, one of the things we know about writing for niches is not, nope, there's very few people writing business books anyway. But then if you're writing for a niche, there's probably nobody writing in your niche. And therefore, you're, you're hitting a market that's hungry. For, for, for your content that's hungry for your, your um, input and your advice and guidance. So, you know, go think carefully, you know, it's probably your clients, but it, if it's not your clients, then who is it? But think carefully about writing for people who are going to make a difference to you as much as you are going to make a difference to them. Mm, so well said, Sue. I, I like how you focus on, on the why and the who, and they're separate. Mm. So the why, what's the goal of the book? What are you trying to accomplish with it? It's got to be more than just, I'd, write, I'd like to write a book because everyone in my category does. Well, I mean, let, let's start to get a little bit unique with, with, with our, our, our intention, our, our objectives, and the who, uh, the doors you're trying to open. I, I, I like the example you use. It made me think of, you know, do you want to write a book for Costco to be average at everything? Or would you rather be known as a boutique specialized in something? Sure, your target market might be narrower, but you're going to get deeper into it. And that's likely the goal of the book and your outreach program. So think about specifics. Think about being unique. Find that niche and serve it well. Um, that absolutely. It makes so much sense. It completely aligned with any marketing uh, campaign that you might do. I know your colleague uh, Chantel would, would would say the same. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, how can business owners or leaders, for that matter, 
create the time and space to write a book, Sue. I know it took me quite a while. And it was a major, and once you commit to something, you can't abandon, you've got to go all the way down the pitch and get her done. Um, so it is a big undertaking. So what's your thoughts on time and space when it comes to writing a book? I think one of the things I would advise people to do is to make your book, once you've made the decision that you're going to do this, you have to make it a priority. It's so easy for the book to keep slipping to the bottom of the list. You know, we're all busy. We're all trying to run our businesses or, or you know, work in businesses where we're, we're constantly on the go. And one of the things that's so easy to do with a book project is to say, oh, well, you know, okay, I haven't done that, what I intended to do. It'll be next week. It'll be next week. And it pushes on and it pushes on. So I say to people, make a plan. You know, create in your diary a schedule. Sorry, I should probably say schedule on your show. Um, <laughs> get my English right. Um, I love it. I love it. And, um, and uh, it's like you said, and I noticed you said niche, and I, I forgot. Uh, in England, we say niche, which is very <laughs> different. <laughs> anyway, so um, pardon my English, folks, but I really think, you know, it's about planning it's again it's about being strategic about it it's about putting time in your diary treat your book as if it was your best client never let it down and it won't let you down you know as you've got to build a relationship with your book that you're really faithful to and and you know see it as being a very important contribution to your business if you really get what you know, if you've got your strategic plan sorted, you've got your why and your who, and you know where it is you're going, it's much easier to do this because you get it. It's you're not gonna you're not gonna always succeed. It's going you will fall off the you know the horse sometimes, but get back on, keep going. And the other thing I would say, you know, Ian, is a lot of people think that you know you have to do this alone. You don't have to do this alone. One of the ways you can create time and space for yourself is to get help. You know, find a book buddy. If there's, is there somebody else in your circle who's also writing a book? You know, get on board with them, hold each other accountable, have regular meetings, check in with each other. That's a great way to do it. Or work with a book coach or work with a good editor, somebody who'll give you a deadline. If you're working with a publisher, if you were working with me, you'd have a deadline. And that helps. You know, we, we understand life gets in the way sometimes, but we're going to do our best to hold you to what you want and have committed to for yourself. So lots of lots of things there. Uh, but one of the things, just a really important thing to remember is don't try and be all on your own with this. Go out and get whatever help you need. So well said. I, I love what you said, Sue, around make it a priority. I, I, I do this to myself all the time and I call it sabotage, success <laughs> sabotage. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't have an EA anymore. So it's me and my Outlook calendar. If I want something to happen, I make an appointment with myself. I block off time to, to, to keep me on track, on purpose, on intent. And so scheduling, treating your book like it's a client, so well said. I mean, would you give your client your undivided attention? Sure you would. So why shouldn't you do your book? And your client's life cycle, maybe a few years, hopefully longer, your book life cycle is a lifetime. Exactly. So why would you not give it the 
the, the, the love and time and care you would your, your best client. And I think getting a coach, I mean, we can't do all things for all people in our lives. None of us can uh, in any any form of life. So, you know, if you need Sue's help, listeners, with the why and the who, I think that's a good starting point. And then to have her as a publishing coach to keep you accountable and on track, because if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. That's one of my, my dad's old quotes to me. So um, having that accountability, I can see how that drives uh, results and deadlines on time, not not stretched. So it makes me wonder about, you know, does one publish themselves or do they get a pro from Dover or Bristol in this case uh, to help them with it? So should authors of books, business books specifically, self-publish or work with a publisher, Sue? What's your experience with this? Okay, so um, my view on this is if, if you're a busy business person and you are trying to write a book, write and publish a book, at the same time as juggling all the other balls in the air that we all have to juggle, then why would you self-publish actually? Because you know, it does take time, it takes energy, it takes, you've got to go and learn how to do it well. You, you know, again, I guess it comes back to that that thing of you don't have to do this alone. If you don't have to, why do it alone? Why not get help? Why not invest in um, either a hybrid or pitch your idea to a traditional publisher? But go, it's a bit, I sometimes say, you know, would you mend your own car? You know, would you build your own website? Actually, a book, you know, why not leave the publishing to a publishing expert, a professional who will make you a beautiful book, probably, to be honest, in most cases, not all, I absolutely accept, you know, they're going to do it better than you can, because they know their stuff, they've been doing it for years, you know, I've been in the business 30 years. So, you know, my team are all, that's all we have, we live and breathe publishing. And and, and most publishers are going to be able to save you so much grief and such a headache. So one thing to really think about is I understand why some people do self-publishing because they want control. They, they maybe think it's going to be cheaper. But actually, there's a lot to consider when you self-publish that perhaps, you know, could be taken away from you and, and you don't have to do if you work with a publisher there is one other thing about self-publishing, which I find I sometimes need to just warn people about. And it depends probably on where you are in the world a little bit. But self-publishing tends to have a more limited distribution route. It's got a less of a route to market. If you publish with a publisher who has full distribution to the book trade, i.e., you know, bookstores and libraries and, you know, and academic libraries and all, all of the different platforms that now content is, is served up on both ebooks and printed books, then you get a much greater exposure for your book. You get your book to a much bigger world, a much bigger market. So again, two things really. If all you want is books to sell from the back of the room when you speak, or you know, if you're running a, a training course or something, and you don't, you're not fussed about that wide distribution, and you've got some help to to get your book self-published, then maybe okay. But if you want to go big, you want to go quality and you want less of the headache, then I suggest you work with a publisher. 
makes complete sense to me. I, I mean, the, the reasons you talked about there, Sue, hit home. A quality product. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for doing its sake. Do it well. Do it, do it as best as possible because it's your one chance, your one chance to make a big impact. So why not make the best big impact? So quality is number one. I, I think the other thing you talked about, it, it, it's the likelihood of on time is dramatically better served up if you work with a publishing co- company like yourselves. And then there's the global reach. I mean, sure, if you just want them at the back of the room after you do your your, your dog and pony or your, your presentation, fine. You're, you're not that worried about, you know, selling a couple of copies per speaking engagement. But if you're using it for bigger intentions, that global reach, that distribution plays a role in your selection. I look at this as a busy business professional. What's my time worth in front of customers versus what's my time worth trying to figure out how to self-publish? Where do I have a bigger impact? I, I think it, it comes down to, you know, penny wide, dollar foolish. So it, it's the kind of thing where focus on what you're good at. You're not good at publishing. Someone else is. Why not let them do that for you while you continue on with what you're good at? So it makes complete sense to me. It, and again, my special guest uh, this week, Sue Richardson from beautiful Bristol, England, Sue, before we let you go, uh, you you scratched the minds of many of our listeners today. I'm sure business owners, leaders, um, you know, writers who are maybe thinking about how do I write my next book. How do our listeners best reach out to get a hold of you, Sue? Best way is um, to head to our website, which is therightbookcompany.com. Nice and straightforward there, um, and also. On LinkedIn, I'd be delighted to connect with any of your listeners, Ian. Thank you so much for this lovely, lovely opportunity. And I hope to meet lots and lots of lovely people on LinkedIn. And as just a little bit of a warning, there are an awful lot of Sue Richardsons on LinkedIn. So so, um, if you look on LinkedIn at Ian's post, I will make sure that I will put my own LinkedIn uh, page onto the comments there. So you can please connect with me. It'd be absolutely lovely to meet you. And And Ian, thank you. This has been an absolute honor and a pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Sue. I I greatly appreciate your wisdom, your expertise. Uh, So thanks for taking the time today, Sue. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.